Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I am Adon. And this is our marvelous review of Hawkeye. Swip, 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 swip. That, that's more like Spider-Man. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Such a great season. Such a great show. I could be wrong, but I think this ties or falls right behind Loki in a sense of... Enjoyment? Of, huh? Enjoyment, or like overall enjoyment, enjoyment uh, story, action, pace. Loki was full of information, yeah, and special effects, bringing in new characters. Here, they did the same thing. They brought in a lot of new characters that I enjoyed. You had Echo. You have the tracksuit gang. You have the return of Wilson Kingpin. Fisk. Yeah, you have hello the swordsman. Guess what, people. It's a Christmas-themed show, so this actually makes it perfect for the holidays. Um, I mean, you can watch it anytime. It's set in Christmas, just like Iron Man 3 was set in the Christmas time, besides Spider-Man No Way Home. True. Are there any other... Marvel ones set during Christmas? Yes. Off the top of my head, I am going I to say think... no. Yeah, I can't think of any either. Jumping ahead, I was hoping that Spider-Man would make an appearance, especially since... The premiere of No Way Home was right before final episode of Hawkeye. True. I was kind of hoping to see a little tie-in because we do see Spider-Man swing by Rockefeller Center over the ice rink during winter. So it's a six-episode series or season one, just like Loki. WandaVision. WandaVision was nine episodes. Oh, that's right. But Loki was six, I believe, and, right? Yep. And so was Falcon and Winter Soldier. We also all be fair, though. One division could have been six. Oh, a hundred percent. They could have put the first two episode in one, another uh, two. I forget which ones they were, but they, they could have easily mm -hmm. combined into one, and they were right. longer than they needed to be in some areas. And I calculated all the action scenes, so you're looking at roughly for six episodes, looking at around thirty-three minutes of action. That's Pretty not good. bad. No, you're looking about each episode is averaging forty-five minutes. Get the credits, uh, recapping from the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So that's not bad at all. The story, I love that they went through the Hawkeye's experience. You went through a little bit of Elena's experience. You have the telling of Kate Bishop, how she became about. Mm -hmm. And also with Maya, how she yeah. came out. And it was kind of cool in a way that like Maya and Kate Bishop kind of, I want to say grew up the same way, but they were inspired to one way or another train to get better mm -hmm. a bishop was the was her influence was okay. hawkeye through the alien invasion and her perspective of the avengers and then you have maya's she had to survive and to survive through her handicap if you will which not really for her was a handicap but was more of a strength of mm -hmm. her being deaf that she had to look and be aware yeah. and read People see things and quicker adapt to Correct. her situation. Considering that she that. she was also uh, missing a limb, so Correct. Like, she used that, and you see it in the show. She used that to her advantage through the fighting techniques that uh, they did. And you have the return of Wilson Fisk, the kingpin from Netflix Daredevil, and Daredevil made his appearance. Matt Murdock made his appearance around the same time in No Way Home. So you were saying you want to talk about Maya in the sense of her limbs, where she's missing a leg and she uses it to her advantage while she fights. But there's also another thing that I did not see in this incarnation of Maya 
in Hawkeye. I you want to exactly. go through that? Oh, yes. You're you're more familiar with her character from the comic than I am um, because you're a bigger Daredevil fan. You, you got me into Daredevil, but mm-hmm. growing up, you stayed being a, a more diehard Daredevil fan than I, so you were more familiar with her. I just recently became more familiar. Interesting thing about Maya was uh, in, in the comic, she's called Echo. Well, two, uh, one, they kind of changed her origin for the show because she originally started out to be a daredevil opponent, for lack of a better term. She wasn't really a bad person. It's just that she was out for revenge because daredevil was essentially framed for a death of a relative. In this case, it was switched and it's now Hawkeye. He wasn't really framed, but he was given the bait to do what he wanted to do as Ronan. And it turned out mm-hmm. to be her um, her father. And that became her sole driving force. So they kind of switched it over, especially because in the comic, Daredevil was also a love interest to her at one point. That obviously is not the case. Clinton's a happily married man. And the other part was... She's arguably the counterpart to what Taskmaster is in the comics. She can see uh, like movements, see uh, attributes and duplicate the skills of, of others that she sees. Probably not to the same extent that Taskmaster. He's enhanced, but damn well close. She is very, very skilled. She uses that skill as a way to counteract how de- de- um now I can't say it, how daredevil can fight and uh, keep on par with him because of that skill which is actually that's a feat in itself because daredevil because of his talent and innate skills make him one of the most dangerous hand-to-hand fighters you could probably come across so it was interesting to see that you see her as a capable fighter and you can see that they're showing her reacting and responding to certain techniques and certain things that are done mm-hmm. but she's not duplicating the very same skills like you would think like the same moment that she uh, Hawkeye does a like a, a certain shot, she would do the same shot and counter it or to catch him or something like that. That would have been a telltale sign like, boom, she's that good. I think it's cool the way they did her and portrayed her, mm-hmm. but definitely she w- uh, she was nerfed in comparison to what they do in the comics for her. I was kind of hoping to see more of her in that aspect. They showed her she was a badass. There's no ways about it. She is a badass. She can hold her own. She can fight very nimble, even though she's missing a leg. And the actress, I know she is deaf. Alakwa Fox. She's Native American, or she's Native American heritage. For an all due credit for Marvel, they're gonna do a spinoff series based on Echo. So. Oh, she is an amputee. Oh wow, okay. She is a amputee with a lower leg. So what we see there is no special effect. They actually it is actually her. And they incorporated and that awesome. into her technique. I, I actually like that. I like that a lot as well. I think that's awesome. They used that for what she had to make a better story for yeah, Maya, for, for Echo coming up. And I'm also, I'm excited to see what Echo is going to be because at the end of the series, we hear a gunshot fired at Wilson Fisk. At Wilson Fisk. Does it mean that he got shot? Or maybe he did. He got shot in the eyes. I mean, eventually he heals in the comics, but that was a thing she did as a punishment to him. Uh, she blinded him. And that was the thing I was going to say is like, they're going to spin off into the sequel series for Echo. So we may see what happens to Wilson Fisk as well Mm -hmm. as who knows, she may get some more powers uh, and that may uh, be, she might actually get those Taskmaster like abilities, which will be cool. And hopefully we'll get Matt Murdock in. Uh, and, And they turn that into a love story between the two. Possibly, or that they have to battle. I would be excited for either way. You have a 
scene or an episode that you like action or just in general in general what was your like your favorite moment or favorite episode funny enough my favorite moment because i can i i I remember chatting with this with one of my colleagues at work and we were just laughing about it was kate bishop in her apartment with uh, elena and uh when they first uh elena first shows up and kate bishop throws the sriracha and she catches it she's like hi (laughs) and And they're just going that back and forth. And the entire time, Kate Bishop, uh, Elena is just saying, oh, you know, I made some mac and cheese, Kate Bishop. You know, you should have it. It's good for you. My father says so. And she just keeps repeating Kate Bishop until Kate Bishop goes, you, you keep saying my name. You want me um, to know you know about me. And she's like, I do. And then she goes into it. It's like a subtle threat. But at the same time, just showing the chaos and that is Elena. We got that from Black Widow. She's not a bad person. But she's also like, She's there with a purpose and she's driving that point home in a very humorous way. And I kind of enjoyed that scene, that take with everybody there. So I thought they had great chemistry. The car chase scene was fun. That took about six minutes. That was a long scene. But it was an entertaining car chase because there is a lot of comedic moments in this show. But Mm -hmm. action wise, I thought that was great and clever how they used the arrows because you see Clint use arrows in a lot of different films. But here you really get to see like the variety of arrows that he's actually using more so than in any of the other films, I would say. Right. And full of Easter eggs as well, because you have not just of in the MCU Easter eggs, but you have like Easter eggs also with like it was from another film, someone else. And they got influenced where they're in the car and the, the camera turns 360. You don't see the camera, but it's just inside the car spinning. Oh, all uh, points of view. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's the same scene, right? Uh, the same car chase scene. Well, yeah, it's in the beginning. There's several movies that use that, but there was one oh, yeah. that started it. You had the one in the Christmas trees being pulled. That's reminiscent mm-hmm. to Home Alone. And then you have the arrow that grows the other arrow bigger at the end on the bridge. Yep. As a, as a call to uh, Ant-Man or Pym. And he actually used that in the comics. Uh, well, no, he used something similar to that where he shrinks down a bunch of arrows, attaches it to one arrow, and then he launches the arrow and, and, uh, and releases it so it expands. So now like wow. hundreds of bunch of arrows come down. It's a crazy thing he does in the comics. But it shows the ingenuity that he does. And you see that he has a lot of Stark tech and uh, like all, their, all these other stuff that he, he pretty much swiped over the years from S.H.I.E.L.D. and Stark to hardwire his own weaponry. So, I, I mean, I know we're going to probably go over several scenes. So I just named two. What about you? It was a tie, honestly, for episode four and five. The Ooh. two episodes with the least amount of action. So episode five had, no, episode four had the end scene where it was fighting Yelena. And that was the reveal. On the rooftop. On the rooftop. Right. Was that the scene the you're roof- talking about? Oh, yeah. That's when everything comes together. He's talking about her. And he's talking about Black Widow. So there's that buildup. You see it happening. And then you get that reveal at the end, which was great. And there's only one action scene, and there's at the end on the rooftop. And then on action and episode five, you see the story of Elena. You see what happened with her during the blip. Which also had a fair amount of action at the beginning, which wasn't right, bad. It was about, no, it was about 45 seconds. And then you mm-hmm. have the fight with Maya and Ronan in the car lot. And it shows him actually like taking out the... the which was reminiscent of... Yeah, mafia. which was actually reminiscent of Batman. For me, it is. Anyway, Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he's uh, sneaking in and he, like you see one guy get dragged underneath the car. The other guy right. he sneaks up from the shadows. Yeah, exactly. I get that. And the action there with Maya 
defending, countering, and it was a night. It was a great scene. And at the end of that episode, we get Kingpin. So that's why those two episodes kind of tie up for me. Correct. Not that much action, a lot of story, a lot of dialogue, a lot of buildup to what we were hoping for, to what we were expecting. Also, episode five has that scene with Kate and Yelena. Has a lot of great scenes in there. That's why those two episodes are a tie up for me. But my favorite character or characters Ooh. is the um, tracksuit mafia. <laughs> They're awesome. All different ones, you know, like, yo, bro. It's, it's yo. mostly the two guys, but yeah, you're right. They are absolutely like the side comic relief that when they're uh, like, it's like, we're kind of like the Royal Tenenbaums. It's like, really? He's like, you don't see it. <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're making no, jokes what, about what, themselves. And the one guy who cracks me, I'm sorry. But, the one guy but, about uh, his girlfriend. What I like it so funny is that they're a Russian crew and they're in, in the warehouse and the guy's going ballistic talking to his girlfriend and the other guys on the sides, they they say Spanish, like, Camate, bro, Camate. They're, they're Russian and they're speaking Spanish to the... To, his, to their own boy. And not to mention, cute. like, they, they have that broken English. So it's not even that strong at English. And then they're going into that. And mm-hmm. um, and he's like, what, what should I do? And they're giving him advice. And Kate decides to just chime in with the advice. And Hawkeye's like, don't do it. She gives the advice. And then it's like a running joke. Because then, like, all of a sudden, like, come episode six, this guy is, like, literally trying to kill Kate. And he goes, by the way, uh, it's like, I just want to thank you. It's just like, for what? It's like that advice you gave me about my girlfriend. It worked, and we did this. And she's like, "Cool." And she's like, "Were you just trying to kill me?" He's like, "Well, you know." <laughs> that was a cool crew, more so than everyone else in the sense of as the eclectic group. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the Larpers, they were okay. I mean, I understand why they were there, but granted, I did like when Clint went to get his suit back, and he has to go into the Larp scene and fight all those guys, and he's like, almost like yawning. But then he gets into it a little bit. And the guy's like, let me kill you. I was like, I'll give you all your stuff back. It's just like, let's have this out. And he's like, just kill me now. He goes, <laughs> he goes no, no, it has to be a duel. He's like, right. make it look believable. This series is based off the Matt Fraction storyline mm-hmm. on Black Friday. I bought the digital series. Did Black you read Friday, it? Which it was, no, not yet. Oh, that's okay. I bought the Kate Bishop series and three volumes of the Hawkeye line. So mm-hmm. I have plenty to read because I would like to see the differences what they, so I'm excited for that. And kind of disappointed overall, the MCU Hawkeye in essence of, in the original comics, Hawkeye was a huge fan of Captain America. In the MCU, the super geek was... Uh, Phil Coulson. Originally in the comics, it was Hawkeye. And he was in the circus. Well, in the if comics, I, he was in a circus, but it was a circus full of criminals. They they used right. their criminal acts as a, uh, at the circus as a cover. In the comics, that's actually he was the swordsman. The swordsman helped train him, and they both worked together as criminals. And eventually, Haw- I mean, Hawkeye became a good guy first, but eventually, swordsman became a good guy too. Died, mm-hmm. got resurrected as some kind of plant alien. That's comics for you. But mm-hmm. basically, uh, yeah, for the longest time, he was a villain uh, opposed to. Hawkeye. Funny enough, we didn't really see him act as a villain. He was shady a lot of times. They planted him as a villain. And and that's why I say it was shady, but it's just like he was used. He was a cover for the mother. He loved swords too. Oh, one of my pet peeves, and I saw this in the swords. Before we see him, we see a sword, the dinner table, a samurai sword, unsheathed and the blade pointing up. 
That's a big no-no. And for a guy who is into swords, that should have never been. You don't have a sword in the home unsheathed. True. It tarnishes the metal because the air is hitting it so easily. Mm-hmm. You don't have the blade exposed. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. I watched somewhere where they were trying to read like that could be like a a subliminal thing where they're talking about because if you look at the placement of how they're sitting and how the camera angle shows, I think the mm-hmm. blade actually like is yes, it is barren and open, but more paint uh like the way that they were sitting, they will go go to camera angles like the blade was more facing towards Clint, if I remember correctly. It was like foreshadowing or something like that. Well, I know I, the sword was was splitting the the table in half, the, relatively. Well, right, the four, right. You have the you have Kate and Clint, and you have the mother mm-hmm. and swordsman. I'm talking about like in the first episode. Oh, okay, yeah, I got yeah. you. I mean, I try to look up as what's the meaning of it, but I don't know. I couldn't really find out there's a meaning because usually that never happens. The samurai sword, the katana, is never exposed in that fashion. You have you seen other swords like fencing swords where the blade is exposed? Yeah, but usually when they're uh, displayed, they're in a case, or they're displayed in a way where it's not direct light, and it's not like it may be like draped in a way where even if there is dust, it doesn't go directly onto it. It, It's angled a certain way. Everything mm-hmm. else was seemed fine. Everything. I mean, I'm not that familiar with archery, so I can't really downplay it. Even though I did follow, well, I didn't follow. I just watched the video. It talks about how to shoot, and he was looking at different movies mm-hmm. that with archery, like Avengers with Hawkeye in it, and you also have the the Hunger Games and things of that nature. And one of the things he did say that when you shoot an arrow, you don't really like let go of the strings. You kind of pull back and let the string leave your hand. So I thought saw that and I saw Kate doing that. I was like, okay, she's doing it. And of course he downplays Clint Barton's shooting, but I liked it. I liked the way he was shooting without looking and stuff like that. He was getting, he became very technical while he was looking at the videos. I was like, okay, dude, that's enough. I understand where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. it looks, it looks good on camera. It does. He was selling it. I think, I think they had a lot of good bonding moments as far as characters mm-hmm. between them. So like, uh, good chemistry. Yeah. Good chemistry like they're dressing up the christmas tree he's teaching her how to turn off the tv with a battle cap kind of clever because it shows that hawkeye it's not about just the bow and arrows he's actually about accuracy in general he just chooses well, the it, bow it, and it, well he that goes in line with his ultimate run he doesn't have just bow and arrows he has crossbows he has i think he has guns he has other weaponry too that he's a marksman so he's almost like bullseye in that fashion that anything that goes in his hand becomes a weapon and, and that's it, something I always enjoyed about Hawkeye that everybody forgets about that he mm-hmm. is a marksman. Doesn't matter what he has, he's just his weapon of choice is the bow and arrow. I'm gonna mention two other things. Oddly enough, we're talking a lot about episode like five and six, but the the scene where he does, since we're talking about arrows, they're on the ice hockey rink and he, mm-hmm. he shoots the arrow and shoots two arrows, hits the two mafia guys. The reason he does the two arrows for everybody is that he splits one of the arrows, so it will aim for three people rather than two. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay, at the end. I, I like the shot. That guy who caught the arrow in the middle. Kazi. That was the one thing I did not like. Catching an arrow is not easy. And he caught it no, to his face. And at night. And he's like working on a sniper rifle and he's working for Kingpin and he's been training with uh, Echo, supposedly training with Echo all this time. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be him and, as a kid. So I'm like, okay, when I, as soon as I caught, uh, see him catch that arrow, I thought he might be a threat. Then he fights Clint and he kind of holds his own, but the fight is not as good. 
Well, the fight was before that arrow catch. Well, yeah, but you, I'm just adding it all together. I mean, it could be gets with Echo, just, and Echo beats him anyways. I mean, it could be you can chalk it up to adrenaline. True, it is what it is. I I, I totally understand what you're saying. You would think that would they would have built on that. At the yeah. same time, I don't know if he's a relevant character in the comics. Like uh, I said, I got I got I got to read the storyline because of that. Is he in the mafia. comic or is he not? Right. I like his story arc because he has resentment towards Maya. Her. Right. He was supposed to be the one next, the favorite supposedly. Kingpin just favored her over him and he was basically just used as a tool to watch her. Which leads into well, pos- well, well, the thing is, don't forget he hired, he got Ronan to kill her father. Yeah. So how do you, how do you do that by giving her power to throw off the scent? Exactly. He he bumped her up in front, Kingpin that is, and put Kazi to the side. Which again, Kazi knew he was next, but he has resentment. He wants he's power hungry. Granted, they didn't go into much detail, but watching it again, you can see it happening. You oh, see yeah. his resentment rise. More and more. Yeah. I do have one scene that I hate. Ooh, what was that? The end credit. (laughs) Okay. So I have a theory about that. The end credit scene, for those who haven't seen it, of course, the end credit scene is literally them playing the Rogers, the musical. That we see in the beginning Um, episode. Well, when we see it in the beginning episode, we don't hear any of the audio for the most part because Clint is taking out his hearing. We hear it. We hear it pretty much. The thing that, is, we don't see the we don't see the full production. Yeah, and he takes out his hearing aid at one point too. Right. No, but we everyone else hears it. He doesn't hear it, mm-hmm. but we do as a as a viewer. And you, so you get to see the full production, which is like what nine minutes, forever. <laughs> For the most part, like it's just recapping the New York Avengers scene, and mm-hmm. they're like, so tell me giving, this real quick: who's the the black doctor or black scientist? Those are and just who's the guy in the suit? Th- those are just supposed to be New York citizens. The two guys singing in the beginning? Yeah. And then they have like other New York citizens that pop up. And then eventually you see Loki and the um, uh, Chitari. And uh, Loki's a black guy too. Was he? Yeah, he was. He was a black guy. And then they start bringing in the Avengers. And everybody is like gets this high praise. Even Black Widow gets a high praise. And Mm -hmm. then Hawkeye, they're like, and here comes Hawkeye. He shoots arrows and he wishes he, uh, he could be anywhere else but here. That's true, though. Yeah, <laughs> he does yep. say that a couple of times. But in they, the, in a, they, they in don't. The movies. They don't say that. Uh, they don't give anything negative about Black Widow. So, and then like they give uh, like one more negative line about uh, Hawkeye in it, and they even bring in Ant Man, who wasn't even there. So for me, I, I thought it was Marvel poking fun at us, making fun of Hawkeye, because everybody for years was making fun of Hawkeye. Like uh, there's the SNL skit uh, right, right. where they were making fun of the very same scene, and mm-hmm. he was there. And he goes, he's like, I'm all out of arrows. I'm done for the day. I, that was my takeaway. It's just Marvel mm-hmm. taking a joke at us. It probably was. It was, pro- it was probably like a, a boner thing from WandaVision. <laughs> Although for me, that was better than boner. Because uh, I was but furious fun with fact, boner. Who wasn't? Uh, fun <laughs> fact, though, the guy in the suit singing, Anna Pasquale, and he's a, a Broadway legend. I met him Oh, when I used to live in New York. And I used to date someone that was an understudy in Rent. I want. To, I don't want to say her name, but she was an understudy. We're good friends now, something like that. But anyway, that's where I met the original cast because he was him, Tay Diggs, who's the one his his former wife, uh, Dina and Vega. I met at like, certain fundraising events and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes cool. sense why they would use him for the musical. Then, like, well, he's, he yeah, he's a he's a chops. 
but I'm just saying, I, you know, just, just putting my little um, bit of a little flex. So I'm like, uh, name, so I'm part of that. Not really so name dropping, way, but just saying. But bro, but bro, in a way, I'm part of the MCU. Through six degrees of separation, got you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's, uh, the only, that's the only thing is the worst part for me was that I, I rather have, I mean, I get what you're saying. For me, I would like to have seen a, an eight minute gag reel or maybe show another echo scene to lead up to the series. Well, didn't you say they just uh, released like a bloopers thing also? Well, they did a bloopers thing separate for Hawkeye has two minutes. It's, but I'm saying okay. at the at the end credits, it would probably probably been nice either do a gag reel at the end or show Maya becoming Echo. Like they touched it in the comic in the, one of the episodes where she, well, they show her like get the, the painted handprint or the blood print yeah, on that, her face. For those who and don't in the know. In the comics, her, she puts a fa- handprint on her face as part of her makeup, her mask. Maybe they could have done that. I don't know. I think anything would have been better than the musical. Let's do our ratings real quick. Cause how about this? Let's rank so far the MC shows, what we think okay. is the best to least. Well, before we do the rank, I just, I give credit to, um, for Wilson's fist portrayal. Cause I know that some people would say like Wilson fist came from Netflix and yeah. a lot of people would be concerned. Will they water him down because it's Disney plus. And I, don't I think I, so. And that's the, that's the great thing. They didn't need to water him down. Because Wilson Fisk, for the most part, doesn't need to be the most violent guy. And he's intimidating in presentation. And like when they first introduce him and you see him in conversation, that was carried very well. Granted, it's the same actor. He knows his character very well. But like the moment where he's like, just because it's the holidays, I'm going to give you a moment to reconsider what you're about to say. That's my poor Wilson Fisk, by the way. It's like, pretty good. <laughs> it still felt like, bro, he just threatened her before anything else. My, my only thing was with him on this portrayal, like, I don't remember. He was like on steroids too. I'm going to just say, call it because. Well, no. He in the, ripped in off the, comics, the car door. Yeah. In the comics though, he could do that. He, yeah. He didn't do that. He kind of did that in Netflix, but. Well, no, he, he has strength in Netflix. He had raw power. It was like his anger was his strength. Yeah. And, and you can oh. have that. There's guys that are just naturally strong. They're big right. dudes. I don't remember him having a cane in the Netflix series. Or at the even at the end, I don't remember. Well, at the end of uh, the last season of Netflix, he did have that big fight with Bullseye and Daredevil. I would have to rewatch it again uh, mm. to see if maybe he got injured at any point. Uh, the cane doesn't necessarily mean he needs it for uh, because he's injured. That's also a display of you know style and power for a lot right. of people. No, the, I, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because he had it a, a lot, almost as if mm-hmm. somewhat. In the, in the comics, he has it a lot more. So they may decide because now it's an MCU thing. They were like, let's give him back to Kane. Although it was and, uh, cute that he had the Hawaiian shirt. Never seen well, Kingpin with a Hawaiian shirt. Well, that's what I was about to mention because I was like, why the hell is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? It's the holiday. Because he, no, because he's always dressed to the nine in the Netflix series, dressed to the nine. In the Daredevil film, Michael Duncan Clark, who played him, was dressed to the nine, sharp as hell. Yeah. Here he has a Hawaiian shirt. And then I come to find out that Vincent, he wanted that outfit, that same exact outfit he saw in the Spider-Man comic book. So that was in the comic business. Yes. There's a comic book cover where Kingpin is about to strike with the cane wearing a white suit and red and white Hawaiian shirt. Well, there's your answer. He, well, I know. he, he I, read I, the I'm comics saying. and he's like, there we go. I want that. Look. Well, yeah. 
at first, before that, I didn't know about that comic book cover. That's so fantastic. I was like, but at the same token, Wilson Fisk, comic book and Netflix, even though he may have been big, he had not been maybe attractive, Mm-hmm. But he was very vain. His suits will always fit tailor-made. Yeah, and he always Where had here, couplings. He did have couplings, though. But you're missing the point what I'm trying to say. The the suit that he wore in this series looked like they were off the rack. Uh, it Not, didn't, like, cut to fit. And, right, it looked yeah. baggy. It looked big. That was a little bit off, in my opinion. And then they're meeting at some kind of rink-a-dink office, which looks like it was just put together just to shoot a scene where- I thought it was that, like the she, back of a restaurant or something like that. Well, no, she goes into a, like a hotel. Oh, yeah, Remember when, you, when Lena's right. uh, following her? She goes into like the plaza or something. Maybe she went through there to escape, to lose people who may, who may be following her. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that could have happened. But I again, see what you're getting at. Yeah. Let's so, talk about that ranking. Like, you want to go first? Loki's at the top right now. Followed by that, Hawkeye. Followed by that, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And below that is WandaVision. I, Anything more? Uh, is there four so far? Oh, there was also What If, if you want to count that. It's up oh. to you. I just threw a curveball, people. He's like, I didn't count What If. Okay, well, no, Loki, Hawkeye, What If, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and WandaVision. Damn, you went exactly the way I was thinking. Uh Hey, two, two, you know, great minds think alike. What can I say? Uh, and plus we're brothers. That great minds think alike is actually the wrong slang, saying. There's actually a, a proper way to say it. Small minds are alike. <laughs> That's why I said it. Oh, I'll wait until after camera. <laughs> I just looked it up today. I was like, like the seven quotes that people get wrong all the time. Oh, <laughs> that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. But you no, know, in this case, that is appropriate. Great minds do think alike because I 100% thinking when as soon as you were like, okay, let's include what if and this is the ratings. I completely agree with that. Loki is my personal favorite because there's so much they're giving you deep cuts. They expanded the universe and it just tied in so many different ways and it gave me so many pleasant surprises. Hawkeye, I did get um, things that I was anticipating. I, I knew from Black Widow, we're probably going to see Elena. And I knew uh, from No Way Home, there was a hot in Echo, probably going to get Wilson Fisk. But seeing them actually there seals the deal. And that makes it exciting. And it's a fun sh- series, which was an undergo- uh, underdog series because a lot of people were like, mm, can we really be that excited for Hawkeye? He's not as big name. But it, their chemistry just seals it. I love short stories. I was a fan of What If growing up, and it holds true to it. And there were some great moments and some great singular episodes. There were some episodes that were gappy, but it was a solid uh, series for me. And I will be happy to watch season two, which they are coming out with. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Captain America and Winter Soldier now. That was great when it came out. had great action. There were some slow moments where they were trying to build up, but I loved the undertone storyline that they were doing with the uh, red, white, and black, was it? Or Yeah. Yeah. Red, red, no, red, white, and truth. Something like that. Yeah, red, white, and truth. I, I think you're right. One Division was, the concept was there. I liked the concept that they were doing, and there were certain aspects I did enjoy, but it fell short on the execution on certain things. I still love the show for many different reasons, but in comparison to the rest, it's gotta be the bomb for me. I'm sorry. The storyline is truth, red, white, and black. That's the the comic book line. I was 90% right. Now, is this 
ready for purchase, one and done, multi-fun. I would consider it maybe a clearance item for DVD because I have a Disney Plus membership. So I wouldn't mind it being in my DVD or Blu-ray collection to be precise. But until then, multi-fun all the way. For me, it would be multi-fun. Yeah. I think all the series will be multi-fun unless they're able to make it into say make it a two to three hour film same thing with loki if they're able to re-edit i would definitely purchase it i can see them doing like maybe a three hour even a four hour film Uh, like like you cut out the credits you cut out some of the you know the titles that's already like 10 15 minutes an episode for some yeah of the fact that they brought mockingbird in the mcu that's what i was gonna say like that was mockingbird for sure his wife it's not her name her her number yeah, that is her number. So I, my friend was like, I don't get the reference of the number. I'm like, I believe that's Mockingbird's number on the watch. It is. Well, you have a Mockingbird in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which people can argue is MCU or not. They say it is MCU because I did tie it with some of the movies that came out. But mm-hmm. she could have retired. And then that one that we saw in the series was another Mockingbird. And I did like that dynamic that we saw more of her backstory through her conversation with Clint. That she has the she, knowledge. Well, she knew what he was talking about. And then she knew some protocols. She knew some tactics. Mm-hmm. She knew that one tactic was developed by Natasha. And so it was like, oh, okay. She And then she spoke German, not that the kids know what exactly what they're talking about. Gave better backstories on the Barton family as a whole. I hope they do a season two. Well, they should, I think, with, with the new Hawkeye, because she is the new Hawkeye. And they're yeah. doing stuff. In the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we saw the Patriot, or not the Patriot. What's his name? Um, U.S. agent. The kid. Isn't he Patriot? Bradley. Pat Bradley. I am. He's the Patriot? Is it? Is the Patriot? I think so. Maybe it's the Patriot. Yeah. So they might do like well, the, the Young Avengers. But you also have Wanda's kids. They're also mm-hmm. in the Young Avengers. Correct. And then you have from the Skrull, Skrull evasion coming up. Hawkling and uh, uh, also uh, Ms. Marvel. Hopefully, because I would love to see their storyline. I think we're going to get uh, Riri Williams, too. Oh, yes, they're doing Ironheart. I mean, I'm always excited to see what they're going to do. That's I always say that because it's true, because they just find a way to make it better and better. Granted, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, excuse me, and Widow, so much. I mean, they can't hit them all out the park. I know. There's some really good moments and some really good things about those, but in their project-wise, they're pushing 30. What? Iron Man came out in 2008. Talk about number of quantity of projects, that uh, quantity of movies and shows that they've produced. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in the, in the ratio of things, that's still a good number. <laughs> no, they're doing great. It's just... You, you are going to have some flops. You know what, what movie we have not talked about in the sense of our, after our first review is Eternals. We keep skipping those. Oh, rightly so. Oh, I thought uh, I thought we reviewed on that one. No, we did do a review on it. But I'm saying we we just talked about Shang-Chi. We talked about Black Widow. We brought that up. There was yeah, nothing relevant it, about it to this. No, what I'm saying is it's part of the phase four. Yeah, that's true. But it's nothing really mm, to talk about. I mean, it has some... You know great concepts like, it's easy but... to, like i can remember shang chi more than i can remember eternals i can remember black widow more than i can remember eternals see i remember a lot about eternals but that's just because like i lock in those details like when we, we were talking about uh star fox and thanos mm-hmm. and whatnot he's like he didn't mention that like, yeah, he did. and then pip the troll which i know you did not like that scene no but when i'm talking about what i'm talking about in general when we refer back to recent mcu movies for comparison we, i keep forgetting eternals i have yeah. to force myself to remember Oh, I know. I agree. Yeah, yeah. We're skipping. We always, we end up skipping it. 
and it's coming on Disney Plus relatively soon. I'm not going to watch it. I was talking to our, our cousin's uh, son on Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, he's looking forward to watching it. I'm like, are you really, though? I mean, but, if you want to know more knowledge about the cosmic universe of Marvel, it's going to give you that. But it's not as entertaining as Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, but now. don't forget, he's what, how old is he now? He's eight. Right, so he may still like it because... Oh, he's a smart kid. How, yeah, I understand he's a smart kid, but he's not as like... He's still a kid. It is true. You know what I'm saying? So he'll still get amazed by the powers and the flight. He won't get the intelligent factor of it but there, uh, much later. There's a lot of dry moments. Yeah, but it's still Marvel, so he'll still... Be like, oh wow, yeah, the wildness now, now, is gonna. If win he him saw, over. if he saw that, if he saw No Way Home first and then saw that, he'd be like, oh, this sucks. After No Way Home, Sony is never gonna sell Spider Man. Oh no, they're they got ever, that locked ever in contract. sell. They're gonna have him on lease. Well, it, um, we're on tangent now, but uh, Spider Man has always been a huge breadwinner. They've made money and bank off of the original spider-man at one two and three and even the amazing yeah. spider-man even the one that no, was considered did. a flop they still banked off of that no of course but what i'm saying is after this last one i need to double check what their numbers were because i heard it was like records no what which this last one yeah they already made a billion before two weeks considering the two. environment that we're in and that goes to show that like theaters if they put the money back into the movies and put it back and trust it in the theaters, theaters can still make money. Yeah, but not necessarily so. Well, I'm saying because, potential is there. You got to have faith in it. Right? No, well, because you had Shang-Chi, you had Eternals on the theater. They didn't make that much money that soon, that fast. Granted, they're not well-known characters. True. But if the story was tight, it would have made that much or even more so than it did. Anyway, that's it for us on this, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another marvelous review if you have any comments please put it down below what was your favorite scene what was your favorite moment what was your favorite episode but don't forget to also subscribe and hit that like button before you do so until next time we'll be the next time i'm angel i'm adon love you bro love you